And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Taste the biscuit Taste the goodness of the biscuit Taste the honey sauce Taste the goodness of the biscuit With the honey sauce Get your honey sauce on me I don't like the way it mixes With my chicken wings Get none of that honey sauce on me. I don't like the way it tastes on my chicken wings. Take us out, Moose. Taste, Taste the, the biscuit. biscuit. Good. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, October 3rd, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets back in the Classic Factory. And would you look at this? We got a full squad up in this, mother. <laughs> what? Alongside me, as always, we got Mr. Baseball, Tass Bellis. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Tassie? Next to him, it's the bearded one, Mr. F1, Trey Kirby. <laughs> hey, hey yo. To my right, the international man of mystery, mm. Mr. Worldwide, ah, Lee Ellis. Friends, mm. friends, friends. And over yonder, <laughs> making the magic happen. Mr. Wonderful, J.D. Ooh, hello. <laughs> What's up, J.D.? Hello, everyone. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribed to No Dunks on YouTube. I know a lot of you during the summer, you probably unsubscribe. Yeah, people do that. You wander away. Yeah. Churn yeah. rate. Got to watch the churn you rate. You leave a lot of WhatsApp groups. Respect. Like nah, ones that go true. dormant. You do. Dormant. You do. Yeah. No. Yes. No. I was looking How at my WhatsApp you? like uh, like groups the other day, and there was a lot of Tasmelis has left. Tasmelis has yeah. left. Tasmelis has left. You do. Because I see other people do. Yeah, and then smart. I say, man, maybe I should get out. Maybe <laughs> I, I don't should... want to be the last one there. <laughs> I think <laughs> I I'm the last, the last one in our seats. It's brutal. Yeah. Uh, so, so resubscribe or you know stay subscribed uh, to No Dunks on YouTube and share the show as we get ready for the NBA season. Email in your questions to No Dunks at the Athletic. Dot com on today's pod mm. this this could be lengthy oh yeah, yeah well yeah. i mean let's get into it you know what you want to talk about the 36ers okay <laughs> hold on <laughs> hold on no on today's pod we're gonna dive into the regular season win totals for all 15 teams in the western conference all right we're dividing this into two parts we'll do our over under win total bets our favorites for each team really in the west today and then on wednesday we'll do the east love it yeah but we got some news i'm gonna do a news dump okay all right. Yeah. Well, hey, stay out of the lazy river. I'm about to do a news dump. Okay. Okay. The Thunder and Rockets completed an eight-player trade. Why? You started there. I'm, I told you oh, okay. I'm going to dump them all. This is one of the biggest trades in NBA history by number of players. You don't like Noah? You don't like favors? Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Blake Griffin signed a one-year deal with the Celtics. James Wiseman looked mm. amazing in Japan. Playing for the Warriors versus the Wizards there. Tyler Hero got the bag, yep. uh, to use your term. Four years, $130 million contract extension for him with the Heat. The Adelaide 36ers yes, upset the Phoenix Suns in preseason action. And the final one, 
LeBron James is really into pickleball. Mm. He uh, he's he not dumb. A team. He's not dumb. Yeah, yeah. So so a smart so anything there? Why do you go first uh, with your uh, Australian team there, shocking the world? History, history was made. The first non-European team to beat an NBA team. Non-European. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I think uh, Mackay Television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. of those teams have. Too. But yeah. uh, the Radelaide Thirty Sixers went into Phoenix <laughs> and cooked them. Cooked them. <laughs> they couldn't miss from three. No, twenty-four for forty-three. The Frank. What's his name? Kaminsky. Don't look up, be honest. I didn't, I didn't actually know the game was on until this morning, <laughs> and I saw the tweets flying through. But uh, yeah, like that's uh, look. It, it's it obviously means nothing, but it's just great that the uh, Australian team came in a few years ago. They nearly beat the Thunder, one of the teams. Yeah. I haven't got a Radelaide 36er shirt. I've only got the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. So close enough is good enough for that this okay. morning. But, okay. uh, totally. What but it means it, is I'm going under on the side. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, oh, yeah. oh, come on. I'm overreacting. Bad, bad vibes. Bad vibes are terrible. The starters, the starters were up early. Monty Williams oh, played nobody down yeah, the I didn't know but that. The start, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, plus 11, Paul Booker, Hayton, <laughs> Johnson... Bridges, they all played. Like, yeah, they I know, played and they were beating them. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like it was a B team out there for yeah, some, the entire game. Okay, the so Tass is tipping his uh, yeah, tipping his yeah. hand, or his, or if yeah. he could borrow Trey's hat, he would also tip that. <laughs> you know, tip my hat. <laughs> I'd love to tip your hat. <laughs> there you Thank go. you. <laughs> then he might be going on the under on the Suns because that's one of the teams we're getting to. Any of that other news uh, you want to get to there? You got into LeBron? I, I don't know. I don't know if we want to record a two hour plus podcast, so I'm not going to go deep into it. I, of course, LeBron is smart. Pickleball is the fastest growing. Sport in America. <laughs> oh, don't pr- don't say that to Trey Kirby. Trey Kirby's got some hot takes when it comes to pickleball, man. It gets him angry. I'm telling you. I get it. Not not on camera. Oh, I'll, I'll never get angry about pickleball it. on camera. Uh, it's you know, an there's a lack of sport. Exactly. He, old people can play. Yeah. Old people can play. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's great. That's exactly right. We LeBron's need more, old. We so. need more third places. In America, in society, you know, yeah, that's we're a, that's at home, point. we're at work, we're desperate where for do third people places. gather? We don't have that third place. We don't. The for some people, court, the pickleball court is the third place. We're going to have a pickleball show. It's inevitable. What? No Dunks is going to have a pickleball <laughs> wow. show. Wow. What do you what? call it? No oh. cukes. What? No dinks, obviously. No dinks. No dinks. You're not allowed to dink in pickleball. No, yeah. you are. Oh. You are. You're allowed to dunk in basketball, but <laughs> that's a good point. You can't dink within seven feet of the net or something, right? Uh, I, I'm still learning the rules. Yeah, to be yeah. Honest, I, I but, think uh, I think you can't you can't dink up close okay. to allow old people the ability no, to go get old people I want to play listen I want to play, play. <laughs> yeah how dare you yeah. it's not just for old people no of course not people are playing LeBron is playing LeBron said there's a pickleball court by his house in Cabo that's why he bought a team he said I've got a house there's a pickleball court there. yeah people are playing yeah. There's a there's a there's a shocking shortage of pickleball courts, dedicated pickleball courts oh, yeah. here in Atlanta. Well, you know what's happening too. Tennis players are pissed. Oh, it's such a oh. There's gonna big be war. like there's gonna be wars. Big, there wars. already is. Yeah. They had to change yeah. the reservation uh, yeah. rules where I live and where I play tennis because the pickleball people were invading, coming from <laughs> out outside communities looking for our tennis courts and coming over and just overrunning it with their dinks and their dumps. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tries to it's be stressful ten- out there. Try to become a tennis man. I, so I can see you now why he's Well, that's a, the thing. Yeah. I think I'll switch to pickleball in oh. like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can still move now, so I can yeah. play tennis. If we do a pickleball podcast, can we free the pickle? Can we bring that back? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Danny, right. you'd love it. Danny would be back yeah. for sure. Yeah. Even basketball courts. You never know. Oh, they're what? taking over everyone. Take Start to tennis courts, and next they're coming for no basketball way, no courts. Way. They're they see. are coming. You'll yeah. see. Actually, you're right. <laughs> you'll at the see. YMCA, they definitely take over the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, they book it and all that, and then they mm-hmm. set up the uh, pickleball nets. Yeah. 
It's happening. Yeah, one yeah. day a month or something. Okay. Right. Hey, look, I want to play. One. I want to play. One. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, let's get into it because we have 15 teams uh, for all of us to weigh in here and uh, decide whether we're going over or under when it comes to their win totals. Uh, these are courtesy of BetMGM. Now, I did find them all, I guess, on Friday. I put them into our doc. I don't know how how much they change, how often they change. It might be a game or two yeah. off is what I'm saying here. But these are the over-under win totals by way of BetMGM. And for the uninitiated, win totals define basically how many wins <laughs> an NBA team is expected from Vegas. So like a total number of wins. Yes. For the season. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> okay. And they'll always put it 0.5, so you have to mm. do the over-under. No yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. At least BetMGM does. That's great. Okay, so let's go. Let's start with the Pacific Division. We're going to tackle these by divisions. Ooh, I'm the last the person divisions. in America. America that loves a good division, okay? <laughs> and uh, we're starting with the Pacific because I want to start with the defending Golden State Warriors. Mm. Their line, Taz, you start us off here, 52 and a half. And while we go through these, we can talk about moves they made during the summer, your concerns, questions, whatever, but uh, the Warriors, 52 and a half wins. On divisions, really quick. Yeah. Just really, really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The NBA app has uh, got a bit of a makeover. Oh, d- does Ep- it? It wouldn't work for me. Yeah, it worked, it worked, it worked for me. <laughs> okay, good. Some cool things about each team. You can just play each team's 10 biggest games in their history. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just okay. quickly play, like the Raptors' first game, for instance. Divisions are good because the Raptors have like 10 division titles. At least they've got something really? up there, oh. along with their championship. Oh, but yeah, okay. look at all those accolades you know <laughs> those atlantic division banners yes yeah, i yeah. love it anyways you don't think they should take down the division banners once you win an won. nba championship totally. yeah of course totally put them in the like, practice facility yeah 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 in yeah. the arena yeah totally yeah. but i like it on the nba app. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways a team that wins championships the golden state warriors 52 and a half they won 53 last year yeah so you'd think it should be higher a little not, bit yeah i, I mean with clay starting the season yeah. i mean we're do we want to overreact to like Wiseman and what he was doing in preseason? Like, like they should be. How could they be worse? I don't really get that. Well, because they don't care about the regular season, and That's they know it. they don't need to push it. They could win sixty if they went for. They could win sixty-five if they went for it. I think, but I, they won't do that. Right. You, you know that Draymond, Steph, and Clay are probably going to have ten to twelve games of rest, yeah. load yeah. management. I mean, and now, look, what did Steph play last year? He probably played sixty yeah, odd games. Last Moses, year. Uh, Moses Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman are certainly going to play more minutes. Jordan Poole's going to have a bigger role this season. So I think the I, I think that's a about where they're going to be. Mm. They maybe go 54-55 because they know they've got that championship swagger that they had last season. They didn't need to finish top. They didn't even have home court in the second round and they go out there and win the championship. So they, you know, obviously from the 73-9 and season, they realise the regular season doesn't mean anything. We need to be healthy and fresh for the playoffs. They don't want to finish like fourth or fifth. They they would like, I mean, if they can finish first, they will, but they're not just going to charge for it. So for me, give them the over, but not by many more than a game or two. I go over for sure. Yeah, I, I can see the argument that yeah they take the foot off the pedal because they won seventy three games, but this is different. They got enough young juice coming in with the, the guys uh, Lee mentioned there. But the bigger thing is they've got everyone healthy, a full clay season. They don't have to integrate Andrew Wiggins like they did last year. They just know who they are. And last year they came out of the gate extremely hot, but then they had to integrate clay. They had some injuries. And I think the juice not only comes from the young guys, but guys that they, they got in place of Otto Porter and Gary Payton II, who left. I think Jermichael Green is going to help out a lot. I know Jermichael Green's just one of those names that is another green out there. But I think he is <laughs> he is uh, just one of those motivated guys like, 
Nikola Jokic, he left the Nuggets. Jokic said, I want to play with this guy for life. He's like one of those hard workers. Mm. And I think what happens with the Warriors is you get hard workers working hard. This is what Michael Green said about coming to play with the Warriors. He said, I'm just going to come in, play hard, be a dog, do the dirty work, help Draymond do the dirty work, knock down shots and play defense. I feel like if you come here and handle your business, you set yourself up for life. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, you can you can you can win with this team. I, I think for, like we saw for life. Yeah, you see what happened with Wiggins. Uh, I, I think yeah. that's what happens with this team. I think they can get up over that mark. You got Dante Divincenzo getting a second chance in an environment. They've rehabilitated guys like Wiggins, as I said. So Divincenzo will as well. And then you get the juice. You get the Wiseman juice well, that I believe in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. The, and then the Kaminga and the OJ Moody. the juice man. So they've got a nice combination of hey, we won a championship. We can keep running this, and then we've got these young guys coming along. So I think they can integrate. They've shown that they can. 52 and a half is low to me. you got to go over. Trey, what do you think? I agree with everything these fellows have said. Yeah, They're going over because <clears throat> the West is pretty good this year, so the Warriors are still going to have to care a little bit about the regular season. Like you said, 53 wins last year, and that's with Steph missing 18 games, Clay missing 50 games, Draymond missing 36 games. They didn't have great health. They didn't really care about the regular season, and they still went over this last year. So I think with the growth of their young guys, these role players they brought in, it's just a matter of do they sustain a massive injury or a lengthy injury to one of their top three guys? And I think even if that's the case, they would be able to challenge uh, the over. So yeah, give me an over for the Warriors. I agree with all of what you guys are saying. I I, I'm almost perplexed by this line. I got to be honest. Uh, it's like, what do they know? (laughs) It's like, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. I think they're just not going to be pushing so much. Yeah, but my I, I I counter that with like. If Steph Curry plays 75, 80% of the season, yeah. he's that good that you're going, your team is like automatically going to win yeah. basically 50 to 55 games, which is obviously in this ballpark. And then I'll add on top of this, Draymond Green is uh, getting very close to a new contract. Mm. I think you could see a very locked-in, crazy Draymond Green to try and go for another Defensive Player of the Year, for example, to get the final huge payday, be it from the Warriors or some other team. I, I think he could be really, yeah. really locked in. And, and then Jordan Poole is also playing for a contract extension. They still haven't come to an agreement, I think they have until the start of the season. Yeah, the usually, yeah. You have other guys playing for contracts too. Yeah. And Andrew Wiggins potentially. Yeah, so, right, right. Yeah, so if so Curry's out, out, you got Curry Light to come in and Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think I think they'll be fine. And they were leading the conference for a long time last year. That's true. Until they got hurt. Okay, so everybody going over right now. Oh, what you want what I want you guys to do too is like try and keep track and at the end we'll like regroup and you can give like your three Locks. Your three locks, right. okay? Cuz some of them, you know, you're like you got to pick or choose, but some of them yeah. you're like, "Ah, I like that." Okay. The Los Angeles Clippers. Ooh. 52 and a half. Trey, why don't you get us started? People are high on these clips, man. They're, they're a deep team. They're a deep team. Got a lot of stars. Seem to have the best health they've had in the past probably three seasons, if you're including mm-hmm. this year. Yep. Uh, I've got them in the top tier of the Western Conference come playoff time. And I think that's the key for me here. I'm going under 52 and a half because I think they are going to completely optimize for the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard's been doing that for a long time already, and he yep. just took 18 months off. Paul George as well has missed time come the postseason, so I assume he will want to be as healthy as possible. So I think it's very likely that they could get to low 50 wins, high 40 wins, but that's still an under. I think they're going to be an incredible playoff team. Very similar um, to the approach this year that the Heat had last year. I thought the Heat would kind of slack in the regular season, turn it on in the playoffs. Obviously, they finished with the number one seed last year, so it could happen for the Clippers, but I think they will be more focused on May and June uh, than November and December. So give me the under on the Clippers, but I think they're going to be 
one of the championship contenders coming out of the West. Give me that under. I'm totally with you. Whoa. 52 and a half. Is, is, it's a perfect Clipper number, but they'll they'll sneak in under that, I think, because, as you said, they're ready for the postseason. There's 15 back-to-backs this season. That means 15 games that Kawhi is not <laughs> playing for this Clippers team. Paul George has said, my championship window is tiny, so that means he's going to save it for the postseason. And they are healthy. As Trey said, they've got so much depth. They've got 10 players returning that played 22 minutes per game for them last season. So they've got a lot of camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, that points to them winning a lot of games. I too think they should be a, a championship favorite once they get to the postseason. But it's all about the postseason for this team. And I think that's what they save it for. If the, again, 10 players returning, plus Kawhi, plus John Wall that they integrate. But mm-hmm. this team is going to chill. And the West is so good. Yeah. I know myself, I'm an optimist when it comes to a lot of these over-under teams. I look at all these these over-under numbers, I should say, with these teams. I look at them and say a lot are over, but there's obviously some are going to have to come in under with so many good Western Conference teams. This, there's going to be some losses here, and and a 50 win season for the Clippers is a good season. They could still win a, a championship, a la the the Warriors. I think they chill. Mm. So they go 42 and 40 last yeah. year. Kawhi didn't play the entire season. Yep. Paul George missed uh, 51, like 50 games. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know they still are like dancing in the playing yeah. tournament. So. Adding a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George, those are always big what-ifs, but you said they're running the entire team back, basically. Uh, bringing in John Wall, I mean, we'll see what he has left in the tank. Yeah. Is that good for 11 more wins? Well, it assumes that Paul George and Kawhi will be healthy for the entire season, which we haven't seen that. So I uh, I think that is a pretty substantial increase from last year to go mm. 11 wins more. I, I also take the under. I think they can win 50 games. And look, if Kawhi and Paul George play same sort of thing, like 70 games each, then they probably go over that. They go probably to 55 wins. You're just still. not betting on that. No, I just don't think so. I mean, they always get some sort of injury. And, and, and as we know with Kawhi, he's just going to take the games off when he feels like it. So um, the Clippers, uh, they should be a good team. I think Ty Lue is a great coach. I think he really does get those guys to buy in. I think you saw that last year, how severely undermanned they were. They missed out on the, on the playoffs, largely because of COVID in the end. Remember, Paul George couldn't even play that mm. last game. So um, I, I think they have a better season last year. I mean, it just feels like that Clippers curse is always hovering over this franchise. Um, but I think they probably fall shorter than 53, I guess. Ooh. So I would say... It's going to be a tight one. I yeah, think, one. I'm going to say yeah. 49-50 in the area. So under on that, but it should be a good season and they should be a threat. All right. Should. I'll uh, I'll swerve and say over. Uh, but you guys are, you know, yeah. I get it all. It all just really hinges on Kawhi and Paul George playing and, and, and Lou figuring out, obviously, rotations and stuff like that. They're a deep team. I mean, you look at the roster, Trey, you said it. It's like, feels like they have two NBA teams. They got so a lot of players. You split them up, yeah. and you're like, wow, those are pretty decent squads. Uh, and, and for Lou to have that team, like, as a top, I think, top 10 defense, I think yeah. we're high as eighth, that's damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they can... You know, keep that defensive identity and then add your stars. I mean, you're going to win a lot more closer games there down the stretch when you got Kawhi and Paul George operating. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hit the over, but I think it'll just, just, just get in there. We go to the Los Angeles Lakers. You said before we started the podcast, you said, I need the Lakers first. <laughs> Give them to me, Skeets. So let's set it up, Lily. Lakers, 44 and a half wins. That's it. 44 and a half. Yeah. LeBron's still on the team. Yeah. Anthony Davis, he was shooting free throws at like five in the morning. 
All summer. 4.30, excuse me. Oh, 4.30! <laughs> he was done by 5. Yeah. He was in the shower by 5. Um, what do you think, Lee? Well, I'm, I'm personally very excited. Anthony Davis said he's got a chip on his shoulder this yeah. season. He's yeah. going to come out and prove to people wrong uh, yeah. that, that he's wrong. I mean, so for the you know 39 games that he'll play this season, he'll, uh, he'll either leave the game early because of injury or he'll be coming back from an injury. But in those five or ten games, he'll absolutely dominate the league. Now, but honestly, this is the problem. is is He played 40 games last season. He played 36 the season before. And he's already on the injury list now with lower back tightness. Um, so it, it's it's more, you're going to get force-fed the Lakers no matter what yep. this season. And because there's always big storylines. Westbrook, he doesn't want to be there. They don't want him here, but they can't trade him. LeBron in his 20th season, yep. there's a big sort of anniversary and you know celebration around that. But also Russ, uh, Patrick Beverly coming in there. I, I actually think Patrick Beverly is a fantastic pickup for them because he gives them some defensive tenacity. Mm-hmm. And you know that he came in. I mean, the first thing he said in his uh, preseason stuff was like, hey, they have to learn to play with me. I made the playoffs last season. So I actually think that's a good thing for this locker room. <laughs> they need someone who's just going to go out there and scrap and fight because defensively, LeBron included, they were terrible last year. They didn't even try. And you know Beverly's going to do that. So um, it's going to be drama and chaos there. What did you say, Lawrence? 44, I 44 think? 44 and a half. Yeah, that's that's about where I've got him. Um, LeBron's obviously still great. He's probably better than 85% of the league. But... He doesn't have that same ability to just drag his team to wins that we've seen for his days in Miami and Cleveland and things like that. He doesn't do it, and he slumped his shoulders a lot. you know. And the Lakers, sort of, when they're down, they almost sort of get pounded, I, I thought, last season. So I've got a... Um, give me the under. Give me the under. I think they're about a, about a 500 team this season. I don't think they're a contender. I don't think they're very good overall, and I really don't think they're going to be able to survive the in- the season without all of their guys being injured at some point. So they traded for Beverly, you said. Mm-hmm. They signed Truder. They signed Lonnie Walker the fourth. They signed Tony Brown Jr., Juan Toscano-Anderson, Thomas Bryant, Damian Jones, and then the contract extensions with LeBron, of course, and none. And Westbrook exercised his player option. I guess none did that as well. They did yeah. a lot here. There's a lot of... Like, those... <laughs> Five guys, six guys I listed are sort of integral parts to this team after your superstars. Maybe. Do you buy it? <laughs> They're desperate. They had to make some moves. I, I see Fred Real in the uh, stream team saying, Data Davis won't be playing. Oh, Listen, I don't want to get into the nicknames, but I, I do think of all, all those players you just said, None of them truly matter other than Anthony Davis. Right, 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 right. If he plays, it's like having a new player come back on your team. Like a, like an MVP-type player. I think he's been bad for a few years. So I think that chip is going to come in handy. I, I think he will decide I am a top 75 player this year. I think it's been long enough since he's played uh, well in this league. So I think he comes and has a good year. Mm. 44 and a half is low to me. I, I think Kendrick Nunn, uh, who is a... Uh, a guy that's over, sort of overlooked because he was there last year, just didn't play a game, will have a good season. He's starting right now in the preseason alongside Russell Westbrook in the backcourt. He's played two years in this league. He played with the Heat to start. If you remember, he was runner-up for Rookie of the Year. Then he got hurt. He had some good games. Didn't he hit nine threes in his first game. Is that right? Against the Hawks, I think it was. Maybe. I don't know. He had a couple 30-point games yeah, that yeah. year. He had a 36, a 33. He had 18 in game one of the finals that year. When he's needed and he's needed on this team. I, th- I think he'll score. I think he's that decent. I think I think he's pretty good. But I'm taking the over not only because Anthony Davis, Kendrick Nunn, but I think they make a move. There's an ar- article mm-hmm. on The Athletic that uh, today that they're still trying to move Russell Westbrook, and I think that happens. And and it's it's got to happen at some point. And they bring in either Buddy Heald and or Miles Turner. I think that's the important part. They're starting LeBron, AD, Kendrick Nunn, Russell Westbrook, and Damian Jones, Jones in yeah. the front court, who is 
not really an NBA player. Um, he's athletic, obviously, but he hasn't shown that he can stay on a floor. Anthony Davis is saying this is look, looks like JaVale McGee when we won the championship right now because he's an athletic big yeah. who does JaVale McGee type stuff, but he hasn't shown he can stay on the floor. I think Rob Palenka eventually says, Miles Turner's got to be our starting center. It's been on the table. So 44 and a half with the front line of LeBron, AD, and Miles Turner. And oh, then it gets wow. juicy. Then that sort of makes sense. Happen. Well, I think, I think a trade has to happen. So give them the picks, go. eh? That's what they're going to do? 27 yeah, I don't know. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they won't give up those picks. All right, that's I, the, they that's the bargaining. Them, I know, but thing. they would have given them up by now, I think, if they were going to do that. Yeah. yeah, that's the bargaining right now. Mm-hmm. The Pacers are just chilling. Miles Turner sucks to be you. You have to be in trade trade uh, rumors for another half a season. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but uh, I think he'll be their starting center. Okay. So Tasco is over. Lee went under. Trey, Darvin Ham. You believe in the Ham Man? <laughs> well, you know what I really like is that they have Darvin Ham and Dwayne Bacon. It's good. Ooh, so I'm porking wow. the over on this one here. <laughs> A team with LeBron and AD. They should win 45 games. Come on. Yeah. They should win 45 games. Especially we got LeBron chasing down Kareem this year. He's not going to want to do it on a team that's not playing for anything. Mm. He's not going to want to play on a 30-win team again, just gunning for statistics. So uh, I'm with Tass. I think they will make a move eventually. Jeannie Buss had the interview where she said, now that LeBron is committed to the Lakers, they're continuing to commit to LeBron, which to me reads as saying, yeah, we'll trade the picks eventually. Maybe they're just trying to work out deals here, but... I don't know. I don't feel good about going over no, on the Lakers, uh, and I'm going to reserve the right to completely change my mind. <laughs> I think I had the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals last year until our very last show, and I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. They're starting who? And that's very much the same case here where you're like, they're starting who? Damian Jones, who couldn't even get on the court for the Hawks? Did you remember on the Hawks? I think that was the case. Uh but they got some guys who should theoretically help, but it doesn't matter. It's all about LeBron and AD. If they're healthy, they win 45 games. Yeah, I, I guess you always hear that. You're right. If those two guys play, like, how could they not fall into 45 wins? But last year, they were 11-11 and 11 when the two stars played. And a lot of the, some of their wins, like, were against, like, the worst teams in the yeah. league. So it's not like they were like, oh, those two guys are out there. They're dominant. That's, like, wasn't the case last year. Mm-hmm. And that the can change. And you got a new coach and a bunch of new pieces. Um, and then, of course, you're betting on... You know, we, we pile on AD for not playing, but LeBron the last couple of years, too, his age has showed for a little sure. bit in terms sure. of staying completely healthy. So yeah. there is that as well. Uh, man, this is a tough one. I saw Zach Harper right, though, with this one. The Lakers, as currently constructed, are one of those teams a lot of pundits will overestimate. So maybe that's what's of happening course. here. And it simply has to do with two things. One, LeBron's resume shows he can drag some pretty mediocre teams to a lot more success than you would imagine. And two... The Lakers fan base is so massive and present online that nobody <laughs> wants to get roasted by saying the team will be bad yeah. when they might end up good. So it's uh, I think those are great points from Harper, but you're going to get roasted if they hit over. Uh, they're not going to. Well, well, they might. They might hit the over, but they're not. They're not a contender at all. Right. I don't. You think they're a lot closer to the play-in tournament Absolutely. than you do to a, obviously a top Absolutely. seed in the, yeah. in, in the and, and and I mean you know Zach makes some good points there, but again it's it, like. Anthony Davis, I don't believe, has ever played 82 games. So he just needs to get on the stay on the court for 55 games. That'll be a goal there. And then if he can, and he can be dominant, because we have obviously seen him be a very, very good player, but it just feels like those spurts are now becoming less and less frequent, even though they weren't all that frequent to begin with. So, And look, Darvin Ham, I'm, I'm very excited that he got an opportunity to coach. He certainly has done his time, paid his dues to get there. But 
there's so much untangling of that team that he has to sort of figure out first. I mean, he's already kind of double talking about what Russell Westbrook's role will be, whether or not he's going to be coming <laughs> off the bench and how he's going to yeah. have that conversation. Now, I would pay a lot of money to be in the room when uh, Darvin Ham says, Russell, you're coming off the bench this year. That would be a well, hilarious. Do you, so it's, uh, do you think they start with Westbrook in the starting lineup and then see if the win's pile up and if they don't or how he plays then you might have to make that, that would decision. be the that would be the smartest thing for yeah. him to do because then he can actually say okay we need to make a change yeah. and you're the change we're making so mm-hmm. but uh, again the, the lakers again they're not in rebuild mode they're in win now mode with players mm-hmm. that are older injury prone don't even really want to be there in an environment where the media intensity uh, the pressure of the media there is so intense you got dave mcmenamin breathing down your neck the, the fan base the fan base you know i mean the fan base can't stand to have another uh, leave me alone <laughs> another bad season so it's so much pressure from the start and uh we've seen in the last couple of seasons things haven't gone well for them mm, i'm gonna leave you on an island lee i'm going the over <laughs> that's fine, just that's fine. just going that's the fine. over all right the You're phoenix suns we're on the hype train yeah i, I get it Phoenix Suns, 53 and a half. Uh, Tats, get us started here. Um, well, you know, well, I guess we already know where you're leaning towards because they lost to the 36ers and you're like, this team sucks. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe tell us what you got the 36ers in the NBL then. Have you got yeah. the over-under there? Got them going. Uh, got them making a run? I didn't know that they were in the NBL. No, didn't they have that coach last year that was a yeller? Uh, who Adelaide? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I couldn't tell you who their coach is right now, let alone last season. You've been to Adelaide, right? I've been to Adelaide. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's too. a fantastic city to go for like a weekend with the boys. Oh and yeah, the bros, you said that before. Family there. Don't you yeah, go to Bris Vegas the for the boys? Well, <laughs> it's a different yeah. scene. Different. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Suns. Suns. <laughs> Fifty-three and a half. Is Damian Jones on that team? <laughs> I, I kid. Uh, do you know Damian Jones, a two-time champ? Yes. With the Warriors. Yeah. What? He was maybe the number 30 draft pick. He said he wasn't even a basketball player. Uh, like he's a basketball player. He's a borderline basketball player. Would the Suns like to have him on their team? I I just don't know about the vibes on this Phoenix Suns mm, team. Talk about the vibes. They're it's bad. all about the vibes. They're not good. Jay Crowder wants, wants out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, we're sitting here dissecting a team with great leadership, like Chris Paul on that team. And uh, I did go on a jog with Chris Paul and Ashton Kutcher on Peloton recently. And Chris Paul looks... <laughs> Looks focused. He looks ready to play basketball. I don't know when that was filmed. It was filmed during the offseason. Okay. But um, he's, he's, running, running? he's running with Kutcher? He's running with Ashton Kutcher <laughs> and uh, Alex Toussaint uh, oh. Oh. is also running. So there's three treadmills going. Oh, Ashton Kutcher. Treadmills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, thought, not, we're not outdoors. Not like a guy with a hand. Well, I have a, I have another service that I can do that on my treadmill, and they're like running outdoors, right? Like I'm running in the the hills. Thank of, you for not saying the name. Yeah, I could, no, well, they don't pay me. A, a, a Peton also has <laughs> that option to run in the hills. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, Chris Paul's on his treadmill. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher's on his treadmill. Yeah. Alex Toussaint's on his treadmill. He's running the show. Like, hey, get it up to seven miles an hour. Get it up to seven and a half. Okay. That kind of thing. Okay. Kutcher's talking to Chris Paul about his why and why you're running. They're, he's training for a marathon. Cool. And Chris Paul's just there. I guess he's his friend. I don't know. Ashton- Chris Paul's not training for a marathon. He's just he just says, I don't want to go up to seven and a half miles an hour. No, thank you, sir. I'm just going to run at 7.2. He does his own thing. Um, what a jerk! But the guy yeah. wants to control the pace. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's got to control the pace. Off. Exactly. <laughs> so, is, is, listen. I think that locker room with Kutcher. 
Paul in Tucson has <laughs> got better vibes than the Suns, and that's what I'm. Maybe that's, that's my analysis. Angling to buy the team. Maybe he's trying to get good with Chris Ooh, Paul. Ooh, no. smart. Yeah, it's smart. Okay, yeah, in all honesty, though, yeah. you got the Crowder. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to be here. I don't want to be here. Obviously, you've got the cloud of uh, Sarver selling the yeah. team hanging over the squad, and then there is the weird thing that we learned that Eaton. Never even talked to Monty Williams, like, all summer long. Yeah. Is that a big deal? Some say why. Who cares? Like, but uh, what do you think? Well, they won 64 games last year. Best road record, best home record. And they've got them now at 53 and a half. So that's a huge drop off. But look, I think ultimately the continuity of the team, I know there is some friction there with the coach, uh, with DeAndre Ayton and and Monty Williams. But, you know, Paul Booker, I think Mikhail Bridges is going to be in for a big season. I think Cam Johnson the same. Yeah, increased roles. Yeah, and and look, the Suns have got that like revenge motivation of like we were humiliated in game seven at home last season to play. They're in win now mode with Chris Paul. They're a chance. They were two wins away from the championship only, what, 18 months ago, really it was. So I think they can actually still win more than... 54 games uh, mm. if they're healthy and stuff like that because they've got the talent there and they've got the continuity and they like I say they've got reason to be like hey all those off court distractions let you know selling the team doesn't you know affect the players per se they should go out there and say we're going to we're going to let these last two seasons of disappointment we're going to go out there and make sure we win lock up home court in the first round so I, I have them over I don't think they win 64 like they did last year but I think they can still win 56 57 mm. games based on talent alone Trey what do you think yeah, I'm exactly with Lee here. I'm over on 53 and a half just because even if they lose 10 more games this year, they're still hitting the over. They're bringing everybody back except for whatever happens with Jay Crowder, but at least they can plug in Cam Johnson there. Dario Saric is back uh, off the bench as well. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a tiny downgraded JaVale McGee to Bismack Biombo, but Biombo performed in his little bit of a run with the Suns there last year. It's just a question of can the vibes be so bad that they mm-hmm. go yeah. under – And I think the vibes are going to be pretty bad. But as soon as they start winning a few games, the vibes will be average. And if they have average vibes, it's an easy over to me. Okay, let's hear with with all of these teams, from everybody in the stream team, whether you're hitting the over-under when we drop these. This is a tough one. Um, I think I do tend to go over, though. I think they're just – if these guys are playing, yeah. it's a good squad. <laughs> and like you said, it, Eaton Bridges and Cam Johnson and theoretically should get better. Hell, Booker could even yeah. go a tiny little bit more level and then Chris Ball sort of the, the steadying pace. Monty Williams, I believe in as a coach. And, yeah, you know, maybe – you know, look, not a good look to lose to an NBL team. No offense. No, but, no, but I already said yeah. it was like a bunch of their, you know – they're B and C guys, yeah. and this team couldn't miss from three. It's like, okay, people are piling on a little much here, I think. Yeah, and, and again, that's sort of another, I think, motivation for the Suns. Like, all right, let's flush that one down the toilet, you know, and, and, and get ready. They just, Throw I mean... in the lazy river. If, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I believe a lot in a team that has at least kept their core together. And, yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's why, I, I, you know, Chris Paul... They do need the regular season, the Phoenix Suns, because they haven't been able to win the championship. They're not the Warriors. So they need any little advantage they can get, even though last season it counted for naught. But uh, yeah. I, I just, 53 and a half seems almost like they're that's a little bit too low, considering they didn't lose any of their talent. Mm-hmm. All right, Sacramento Kings, final team in the uh, Pacific Division. Always high on the Kings, you know that. <laughs> uh, last year, just to remind you, they, they started 6 and 11. They fired Luke Walton. So Elvin Gentry came in. Uh, not not much changed really, mm-hmm. and then they said, "Okay, thanks for uh, filling in there, Gentry. We're gonna go get some Mike Brown, and he is their coach now. <laughs> We're getting yet another guy from the Warriors. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, they traded for Kevin Herter, or go ahead, Huerta. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Malik Monk, 
some shooting there. Uh, two years, about $20 million. Drafted Keegan Murray at the fourth pick. That had a lot of people raising some eyebrows, but he played really, really well in Summer League and looks legit. Um, they signed Matthew Dellavedova. <sighs> I was waiting for sure. it. Come on, man. Akpala. Yeah. Um, Former NBA champ. Well, yeah. Mike. That's just Mike Brown saying, hey, come on. Uh, come join the squad. So 34 and a half, not not high. This team hasn't made the postseason in like 16 seasons running here. Uh, Longest playoff yeah. drought in major American sports now that mm. the Mariners are making the playoffs. Oh, wow. wow. Is that right? Uh-huh. They took that over. Okay, so Trey got us started. I mean, like you could still win 35 games, hit the over, and not make a play-in. So. <laughs> exactly right, Skeets. That's why I feel like I've been putting on clown makeup the entire time you've been talking because... I'm going over. Yeah! Stupid Sacramento Kings. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. De'Aaron Fox, DeMonta Sabonis, they showed some good chemistry. At the very least, they're both good offensive players. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, Fox was clearly energized by Sabonis coming over last season. He was just sleepwalking through the first two-thirds of the season, really. So those two being around for the entirety of the year, I think, is a good basis for a decent offense. Herder, Monk, Keegan Murray... Hopefully they can shoot some threes, make things a little easier for their two main playmakers. I think they'll still be pretty bad on defense, but at least they have a defensive-minded head coach in Mike Brown who will at least get them all on the same page. I'm not expecting like a lights-out season from the Sacramento Kings, but I think they can challenge for the play-in tournament. I think they're <laughs> definitely going over 34 and a half wins. Oh Let's go, <laughs> yes. Kings! I love it. I love it. What do you think? That's well, the way to do it. You go over every single year and hope it hits yeah. one time. Come on! I'm going under. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Why? Why? Well, look, the offense is going to be good. Mike Brown coming over from the Warriors. Well, I mean, Sabonis is going to score. Five. I know. I was like, oh, they must have been decent on offense last year. Then I looked like 25th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was bad. But they added, some, shoot, bad, they added some shooting yeah. here. Yeah, they're terrible. And, and Monk? Yeah. Yes. And if you just imagine, you know, Sabonis at the top with the ball. It's like Draymond Green in Golden State, like Mike Brown had, you know, as the assistant coach there. Guys running off to him. You know, Fox running off Sabonis with the ball. It should be fun. Samoa's a great passer. They should score, as you said. With Harrison Barnes, you know, steady, steady Freddie, Keegan Murray, Malik Monk. But their defense is going to stink. Sabonis so? as your center, it's not a not, no. not really going to work all that well. The 16 years they've had this playoff drought, they've stunk every year. It's amazing. You look at their playoff ranking through 16 years. Or, sorry, their defensive ranking through this playoff drought. Each of these years, I'm going to go through it real quick. This is out of 30 teams, remember. 27, 30, 19, 21, 27, 26, 22, 27, 23, 29, 29, 20, 23, 20, 30, wow, 25, 22. <laughs> it's bad every year. So Never I even go been average. Can Mike Brown yeah. get them to average yeah, that's, defensively? that's what he's Can hoping. you get Fox to like really commit to the defensive end along with Mitchell and at least stop some you know penetration from the perimeter? And then yeah. You're right. The Sabonis as your center that's is going to be tough to stop. But. Will Delhi? instill some defensive tenacity. No, it just just to help out the <laughs> locker room. Really, that's what he's there for. He's a bit for. of a Patrick Beverly for them. That's in that what sense, he's exactly. Know? They've got yeah. they've got Chima Moneki, who might be their starting power forward to help out the mm-hmm. defense. Yes. That is a man who could help out their defense, but uh, I don't see it happening. Here, here's what you have to watch with the Kings very early in the season uh, for them to hit the over. There are four teams that should be worse than them in the Western Conference, right? <laughs> the, the Jazz, the Spurs, the Thunder, and then and then maybe the Rockets, Rockets depending yeah. on how you feel about them. Yeah. So that's what I, mean, I didn't check if they play all four of those teams four times. Sometimes it's three yeah, times, but yeah. let's call it. You know, that's that's 14 to 16 games that the Kings have to win a majority of those games. And that is not a lock, but they need to win 
a very high percentage of those games to this to then hit this over because there's so many good teams in the Western Conference. And I think they can because a lot of those teams don't want to win. And I believe in Fox having a big bounce back year. The, the numbers were pretty amazing with Sabonis. Now I know you're not really playing for much at the end of last year, and there's the good vibes, the new vibes of a new teammate in Sabonis, so everybody's happy. But I, I, I think with the moves they made, I think they had a really good offseason. And Hollinger also says, remember that history is not destiny. Just because we're used to seeing the Kings screw up things doesn't mean they're bound to continue doing so. That's the belief you have to have. That's great. I love the over for the Kings. Hollinger. Yeah. Positive John. That's right. Uh, But at the same time, the problem is there's just so many good teams in the West. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the bad ones. There's four teams that are looking for the lottery, but... Yeah, the Kings aren't going, even if they play those four teams, they're not going 16-0 and against those teams. The, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then the Kings are battling your Lakers, maybe, your Pels, maybe the Blazers yeah. is a good one, yeah, for uh, for playing. I just can't wait for the Kings to make the plan tournament and then for us to have the very heated debate about whether they snap their right their, yeah. uh, playoff trail well, because they were just yeah. in the play-in. That's what's going to happen. They'll finish seventh but then lose to the first game and then lose the second game and be oh, out. Oh, and know? then people will yeah. say, well, they would have been yeah, in the playoffs, yeah, exactly. but then they're not Ooh, in the exactly. playoffs. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going ultimately over. You were under. Yeah, for sure. We had an over of Trey not happy about it. And Big you, over. I, I Look, I, I just want them to hit the over, so I'm going to say <laughs> give me the over at 36 games. Um, I mean, you feel the same way about the Kings every season, I think. It's like, okay, maybe they can just get it together <laughs> and then something happens. Listen, Davion Mitchell, I think, good defensively. He gives them some intensity. Yeah. So they should improve defensively. <laughs> yeah, Mike Brown is exactly. a solid defensive player. Now, I was a little concerned because I saw a video going around that yeah, someone or three people in a row had to hit two free throws the other day at the end of practice, and if they didn't, they all ran sp- <laughs> yeah. sprints. They were running a lot of sprints, so I'm a little concerned about <laughs> oh, that. But, put them at the line, eh? Is what you're saying? <laughs> but uh, look, I think for, for just... Um, I, I think if you're an NBA fan, you're just like, let's just hope the Kings can get in and break that drought, okay. you know, and then pass the drought on to whichever team's behind them. It's probably a hockey team. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, I wonder who it is. Um, Who's next in I, the I just, professional sports? I don't drought. know. It just feels like at some point they're going to just rattle off 39 wins and sneak in. So let's hope it's this season. Okay, okay. Three of us go on the over on the Kings. So who you got there? New York football Jets. Oh, oh really? The Jets? Have the next longest uh, playoff drought tied with the Buffalo Sabres. Really? <laughs> wow. Mayday! <Eleven> Mayday! <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres were one of those just teams that always made it. Never threatened, but always made the playoffs. <laughs> that was the opposite, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been happening. Yeah. Never or threatened and never... Or you're yeah. in the wrong decade. Yeah. Right? I think that's what's happening. Okay, so... Uh, Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll get into the Northwest Division. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back in the Classic Factory with the No Dunks boys going through every Western Conference team and debating whether they're going to hit the over or under when it comes to their win totals. All of these coming by way of BetMGM. 
We go to the Northwest Division, and we'll start with the Denver Nuggets at 50 and a half wins. Trey, you can get us started here. Um, just to recap, they traded for KCP, who then signed a contract extension. Uh, they signed Bruce Brown, which I think went under the radar a little bit. And DeAndre Jordan is on this team. They traded for <laughs> Ish Smith. Jeff Green exercised his player option. And uh, Jokic, he signed that giant contract extension. No brainer there. All the barley you could feed the horses. <laughs> um, is that what you feed horses? Uh, I guess so, oh, yeah. Uh, wait, hey, yeah. I don't know what you give a horse. Anything, anything, anything brown. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They like beige food. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Nuggets, though. And, and, and then, yeah, out, Jamal Bruce. Murray coming back. Michael Porter Jr. in theory. Uh, 50 and a half. Good. What do you think? What do you think, Trent? <laughs> You're telling me horses don't like greens? Nah, I didn't know that. Uh, nah. This is my lockiest lock of all the locks out here. This yeah. is an easy, oh. easy over. Yeah. Easy over. 48 wins last season, nine games combined from Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. I like the additions of KCP and Bruce Brown. Yep. They don't have a ton of depth, so certainly injuries to any of their top guys will be a problem. But it's those guys returning that make this an over for me. We've seen incredible performances from Jokic. We saw how well the starting lineup fit when Aaron Gordon was traded to the team a couple of seasons back. They only played five games together. They did go four and one. That would put them on pace for 60-plus wins. I think that's probably overshooting things mm -hmm. a little bit, but I think the Nuggets are going to be incredible. Jokic is so good, and now he's actually got some co-stars alongside him. Okay. Easy over for uh, Trey. Yeah, I was the same at the f when I first saw it. I thought 50 and a half. I thought, oh, they'll, they'll be closer to 57, 58. But then, look, Jamal Murray has missed so much time, and he's he's back now, and he's expected to play, but it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment there. And Michael Porter Jr., who knows exactly what you're going to get out of him, you know, like yeah, guys had three back exactly, surgeries by the yeah. age of 24. And, and, and even when he plays, he's a very good scorer and shooter, but he's still got tons of problems there defensively. So I like the KCP edition, um, but I think this is pretty much where I've got the nugget. I don't, I don't think they smash the over. I, right. I think they probably do get over at about 51 or 52 because Trey mentioned they only won 48 last season with Jokic. You think, well, all these you know other players come, but they should go over that. But it just feels to me like uh, I'm pumping the brakes a little on them. I, I need to see, I need to see Jamal Murray back playing really, really good. He He's the biggest pendulum swing yeah. for this team. You know Jokic is going to be an MVP candidate, even if they only win you know, 45 games, because he's done that the last couple of seasons. But I just want to see it before I really believe in the Nuggets. So uh, I, I have him as the over, but just. Okay. What do you think, Tess? Way over. Well, no more, way no more disrespect of Nikola Jokic anymore. We've disrespected him for long enough. We always say he's going to make his teammates better. And I think Jamal Murray is easily going to be an all-star level. Obviously, we got to see him play, but preseason, Jamie Jams all over the place. He's getting up. Uh, so not only him, but the, the guy, he's got, uh, Jokic has enough guys to make better this year. Bruce Brown, as you said, sneaking under the radar, he's going to be really good with Jokic. He's cutting all over yeah. the place. Jokic yeah. is going to find him. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, an, another guy who's just a, a really solid veteran hitting threes around Jokic. Uh, and they traded Monte Morris because they believe in Bones Highland. So I think Bones Highland will, will take a, a step forward. Mm -hmm. Plus Aaron Gordon, as you guys said about Michael Porter Jr., I get it. Who the heck knows? But I think there's enough other guys. Zeke Naji even is, is decent. We're going deep here. But uh, I think Jokic is going to make all those players look super good. And again, we've disrespected him for two seasons. So that's part of my uh, got to go over. 
He's got to have a good team. I, th- I think Jamal Murray will be back. He took his time coming back. I was going to say, it's like 18 months a yeah. long time. from his yeah. uh, ACL tear and repair. He's so. out in Australia kicking Australian rules footballs yeah, around. Looking right, great. Right. Yeah. You, if you are if you have a sore ACL, you're not kicking <laughs> no around way. An Australian rules no, football. Kicked a goal, too. Did he? Straight through the middle. Oh, so it's looking go. great. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the over on this one, too. This one actually, I think, opened at 48 and a half. And so people are <laughs> starting to like bet that one because they're like, what? Yo, Kitchen, then these guys coming back and the moves they made. I think it's an over. I think they're like I think they're in that fifty three to fifty five wins somewhere around there flirting. So that would be somewhat of a easy over, but we'll see. Next team, Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh boy, mm, interesting. Forty eight and a half. Um, get a start at wow, I mean, they, tough. obviously they trade for Rudy Gobert. That's a big thing. They signed Kyle Anderson. They signed Austin Rivers, Nathan Knight. Um, those were the big big moves, the new pieces. Is this gonna work? Yeah, it's Rudy Gobert. Uh, in the regular season, it's got to work. He's going to help their defense. He t- puts less pressure on Carl Anthony Towns to play defense and, and protect the rim. I think what we're all sort of overlooking is he's going to be a great pick-and-roll partner for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, it's been written about on The Athletic. I think that makes total sense. It's going to help out D'Angelo Russell, who is now the incumbent point guard. No Patrick Beverly breathing down his neck. Um, the Wolves, they completed five lob passes last season, according to uh, Chris Finch, their head coach. Gobert threw down 87 by himself last year. So so Russell's going to have a partner to throw balls to. And this is year three for Anthony Edwards. Uh, He said he's added 10 pounds of muscle, and I believe him. Hmm. Uh, I think he'll he'll grow. So, yeah, they're kind of top-heavy, as I said. I just mentioned, you know, the top top players on their team in Cat, Gobert, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jane McDaniels might be their starting small forward. The Kyle Anderson move is good. So injuries would would be a problem. Forty and a half is is I, I I I'm a little worried, but I think they're good enough in the regular season to get to fifty wins. I think uh, they are a team that does need the regular season. They need to really establish themselves as a as a legit. I mean, not contender. I don't want to go that far yet, but they made the big move. They gave up a ton to get Rudy Gobert. Carl Anthony Towns now has a legit defensive. Stopper there, a rebounder, a shot blocker, and then a guy who can go down. And it'll still get you 14 or 15 points at the other end. So the, the Wolves need to be like, okay, we are making real progress here. They're going to go for it. Anthony Edwards, I think, yeah, he's he's going to be in for an all-star caliber season. You know that he wants it. He, he's going to go out there and try to um, really improve his own game. So I think the Wolves do hit the over here. I mean, they have to. Surely they have to hit, win like 53 games this season, I think. Um, if they don't, I think it'll be honestly a real disappointment for them you know you don't make a big move Tim Connolly the new GM who came in from the Nuggets made this big splashy move prepared to sacrifice some of their future in order to do it so they need those results Chris Finch as well like he's not under pressure but you know he's he's got to make sure this team gets out of the gate off to a good start and shows like these these years these couple of last last season of course they made the playoffs they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies there but they want to use that as a stepping stone to something better now. Carl Anthony Towns, this is a sort of situation he's been wanting to have some uh, defensive help, and he's got it. So I think they're going to be super motivated to, to prove something in the regular season. I've got them uh, well, well, not well over, but about 53 wins I've got them at. Okay. So do you think they have to make it out of the first round of the playoffs to avoid criticism yes. of the Gobert deal? Yeah. I do. I do. I, okay. I mean, like, like I say, they, they just have to make people believe that there is something real about this team, not just like they're making up the numbers in the playoffs like they did a bit last season. What do you think, 48 and a half for the Wolves. This is one of the toughest lines to me. This and Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks also at 48 yeah. and a half, and it came down to Minnesota and Dallas for me for who is going to be the last 50-win team okay. uh, in the Western Conference. 
So ultimately, I'm going under, a barely under for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Give me exactly 48 wins. Ooh. They are going to be playing two centers. It's going to be weird. There's going to be some awkward moments with two big guys out there. When Gobert's sitting, uh, Cat is still going to be a target, no doubt about it. I do love the idea of Anthony Edwards finally playing with a pick-and-roll guy. We've seen D'Angelo Russell have success with Jared Allen back in the day, a very similar player to Rudy Gobert. So I think they will be good. I think this will be a good season for the Timberwolves, but the Western Conference is tough. They could easily be a 50-win team, but I think they're just going to be also a good team. High 40s, so under Bears. How many 50-win teams then do you think are in the Western Conference? Okay, so you had the Suns as one, you had the Warriors as another. Nuggets. Nuggets, and then, uh, okay, TBD. Well, I mean, it's going to be the Mavericks. Okay, wow, wow. Okay, Um, yeah, it's a good line. Oh, man. I think... I think I would hit the over just, 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 just. So I see this team winning 49, 50 games because, I mean, I think it's really going to be Gobert or Draymond Green going for Defensive Player of the Year. I think it's going to come down probably to one of those two guys. Um, Draymond because he really, really wants it. Gobert because he's got great built-in narrative. If he can get another team as a top five defense, like when he comes in there, mm-hmm. it's like just plug and play. And it's like, wow, they're a lead on that le- level that could get in his fourth. So uh, I'll go just, just over. But it's banking on a lot. I mean, you're high on D'Angelo Russell and and – you know, putting Gobert as sort of a role partner, sure, but he struggles at times oh, too. Yeah. Uh, and crap the bed there in the in the postseason, a couple of those games. Anthony Edwards, I mean, I'm yeah. almost like I'm almost a little concerned. People are so like lock him in as an all star, lock him in as a potential superstar. It's like I want it, I want to see it. But can we get ahead of ourselves sometimes with some of these of players? We do that all the time. So yeah, but they should be really good in the regular season, and then we'll get into the postseason, and then That's can teams question. exploit them? Yeah, with Gobert out there. Okay, I'll hit just the over. Oklahoma City Thunder, 23 and a half wins. Um, one of the youngest teams, if not the youngest mm. team in the league. Uh, no Chet Holmgren, of course. Yeah. He won't be playing the entire season. Uh, 23 and a half is not a lot, though. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I, I mean, are they any better than without Chet from last season? You know, I, I, I don't really think so. Um, I mean, I think they were planning on on obviously starting to make a bit of progress this mm-hmm. season, and that now Chet really sort of sets them back to him not being there. So, I think they're going to be just in another season of kind of development and growth, seeing what Josh Giddy can do in his second season. Lou uh, Dort got the big contract yep, in the off five season. years, eighty two and a half yeah. million. Um, Gilgis Alexander's injured right now, and there's sort of there's a little bit of smoke about maybe they're going to move on from him, going to the Raptors. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, they're taking a look. They're monitoring. <laughs> monitoring. But, but again, look, yeah. Gilgis Alexander. I still don't quite know what to make of him. He looks like a good player. I know you've had your all-star sort of uh, bet going there for a couple of years, but it's like, is he actually really good or is he just like the best player on a terrible team? Right. You know, I'm not sure where he falls and he tends to, he feels like he's injured a lot. So I, I've got him, uh, give me the under. I, I don't honestly don't really know to this team. You just don't quite know because they've tanked for a couple of seasons and, and you know, the big blow with Jet there. So, uh, uh, yeah, under. Under. Under is the picks. I'm going over. They won 24 last year and, uh, uh, Mark, okay, Di- okay. Mark Digno, the most anonymous coach in the NBA. Former Adelaide 36ers coach, Mark Digno. <laughs> oh, so yeah. you know about their coaches. Yeah. I, I, what? Uh, let me just double check. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that. Yeah. Well, Mark Digno had this OKC team working defensively. I think he motivates them. They're middle of the pack defensively. They're 29th on offense. They stunk. Mm. But if Shea Gilgis Alexander is out there, um, and, and those rumors about the Raptors getting him, I mean, stunk. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Our man Andrew Schlecht 
talked to Shea Gilgis Alexander, a one-on-one, and Shea said, I signed here for five years for a reason. I think we're going to get better soon. So I think he's going to get on the floor. He said, and, and this is good for the team, that what he worked on in the offseason was getting better off the ball. Uh, because he's he wants to be a more complete player. So let's like let's say he if he's off the ball, you know Josh Giddy can do some stuff and Trey Mann can do some stuff. Um, he only played 56 games last year. Yeah, I mentioned those guys because I think they're they're decent enough if they uh, if they work defensively to be a better offense. Um, they, they'll grow. They'll grow. It does suck, suck seeing those highlights. Highlights. It's, they're not highlights. Uh, the the video of Chet Holmgren on that scooter. Have you seen him? He's not putting any weight on his leg. He's got that the scooter device where he's shooting um, on the floor. Oh, yeah. Sucks. But um, I, I do think that this team is, is is kind of a for real team. Not a for real contender, but a for real team. They want to get better. So they won twenty four last year. I think they can do it. Trey. Well, they're not the Oklahoma City Thover. <laughs> There's one team in the league that has under in their name, and they've earned it. Their two best players are hurt to start the season. They're going to be bad, and they're not going to have any motivation to bring Shea Gilgis-Alexander back. If they've already got him locked up for the next four seasons after this one, why risk it in a year when you're going to win 20-something games? So I'm going under uh, for the Thunder. Under Thunder. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 23 and a half. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going under as well. We can move on because – they're, yeah. At a certain point, too, they'll make the calculation. It's like, yeah, it's in our best interest. <laughs> like, maybe we get Henderson, maybe yeah. get Wimbayama, get a chance at it, and then, wow, man, like, then that team could have, like, five incredible players if they were to all play. Yeah. So maybe one more year of just development, like you said, yeah. Ali, unfortunately. But it should be scrappy at the very least. Okay, Portland Trailblazers. That is a tough one, in my mm. opinion. 39 and a half. Yeah. I do not know what to think of this team. Um, you know, Lillard only played 29 games last year. They traded away, like, three of their best players, really, in Covington, Powell, McCollum. Um, Anthony Simons had a great two-month stretch, put mm-hmm. up huge numbers. He got paid in the contract extension, four years, $100 million. They traded for Jeremy Grant. They signed Gary Payton II. Mm. Um, you know, they did some things here uh, in, 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 in also addition uh, re-signing Nurkic and, I guess, uh, Drew Eubanks is on the team, too. <laughs> and they drafted Sharp yeah. with, uh, you know, one of their lottery picks, so where do you put the Portland Trailblazers tasks? I mean, are they going to hit over 39 and a half wins? Are they a 41 team? Are they a 500 team? Yeah, it's such a good number for them, right? Year yeah. in and year out, this team is uh, just an average team. Trey worked in a great joke there with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm trying to work in a Portland, like a mediocre team, a mediocre type name here with the Trailblazers, like average Portland Trail Blavridgers. Nope. Um, they're going to be around that number. They continue to be lousy, though, defensively, I think. Uh, and they're going to start Damian Lillard. Doesn't Grant help? Doesn't Gary Payton yes. the second help? Yeah. 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 Is, Payton will be coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, their starting lineup, it's it's sort of it's sort of like Lillard and McCollum in the backcourt with Lillard and Simons. And Nurkic as your center. Same thing going forward. Listen, Grant and Josh Hart at the, the forward positions – Probably, probably Hart alongside Grant. I could be wrong, um, but they are thin up front. Maybe Justice Winslow, one of my faves, will have will play center <laughs> again uh, as a backup to Nurkic. I could be wrong, but it just feels like this team will be good offensively and bad defensively again. So it's a perfect average number. I'll go under. Just under, okay. Perfect. I'll go just over. I'm going. I'm going like exactly 40 or 41 wins because I think they are going to be just like you're saying, Tass, a perfect middle of the road Blazers team. Very similar to Blazers teams we've seen in the recent past, only now C.J. McCollum has become Anthony Simons. I mean, how good of a defense can you have with a small backcourt and a slow center? 
that's the problem. Yep. And Nurkic, at his best, was a pretty solid backline defender, but he's been banged up for quite a few seasons now, so I don't know that he'll be able to hold down the fort. Uh, but they'll be better than last year. Uh, that was one of the worst seasons we've seen from Portland in quite some time, yeah. and obviously they had no motivation to win uh, once Dame went down. So maybe with his health, he can reach uh, 46 wins if they if everything hits perfectly. But I got him more right around 500. Yeah. Is it is it uh, you know the revenge tour here for Damian Lillard because everybody sort of moved on from him yeah. as one of the elite players in the league because of injuries and sort of this team being mediocre for a little bit. Feels like that, but. Maybe yeah. he's got something to say. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, he signed the big two-year, $120 million, I think it was, extension there um, to stay on. Uh, they, they only won 27 now. I know he's a big factor. But to jump up to 13 wins from last season, I like Gary Payton. But again, I, like a defensive guy, does he really improve them that many wins? Right, right, right. Shaden Sharp, again, rookie, who knows what you're going to get. People saying he's a great pick, but yep. you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, so it's a little high for me. I, I'm not... And, and the thing with, with Nurkic, I respect him because he came back from that horrific injury, but he is a bit of a lumbering big man. And uh, and he also sort of wonder how many, how many games he's going to miss. And after him, they do seem very thin. So uh, I'm going under. I think 39 and a half is too high. I think they're closer to about 35. Mm, I'm going over on this one. I think this is at least a 500 team if Lillard plays I think he's still that good and I like the rotation if if Sharp is sort of like a diamond in the rough the eight-man rotation would be Lillard Simons Hart Nasir Little Peyton second Grant who we don't really even talk about he is a good player Nurk and then you could throw Sharp in there that's a solid eight-man rotation I'm excited to see what Billups does with it I think they're a 500 squad so that means I'm hitting the over. You're disrespecting my man, Justice Winslow. Well, you 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 gotta let that go. <laughs> yeah. You got too many justices <laughs> you, on your team. You're Winslow. Yeah, it's like uh, my ah. you're you're ju- I'm Wayne, hey. Wayne Ellington is my guy, and Justice Winslow is your guy. Yeah. We gotta let it go, man. I know. It's not gonna I, I just I want to judge a connection here in the NBA. I've been talking about Aaron Judge for so long on no bunts. The justice will be playing. Oh, no, you're right. You're. I don't know. Damian Lillard might. says he is in the best shape of his career. He took months off for the first time in his career. Maybe he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he could do it. Here's a couple of suggestions uh, from the stream team. Oh from yeah, potential Portland Trailblazers nicknames: Portland Trailblazers, <laughs> Portland Blazes. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. I think from CWE Crocker, the Trailblanders. <laughs> Very it's good. It's wow. weird. It's a reach. Right. No, but bland. Yeah, yeah, but bland. Utah Jazz, twenty-five and a half wins. More wins than the Thunder. Yeah. You perked up when I said that number. Go ahead. Well, because when I was doing my research for them, I was like, man, what is going on with the Jazz? And then I thought, this is the real only question. If NBA Jam started this year, who would be the reps from the Utah Jazz this season? Like uh, Colin Sexton Cl- and Rudy Gay? Mike Conley Cl- and Kelly Olynyk, Clarkson, I think. Yeah. He's still there. Yeah. Uh, because, look, that's Clark the Clark and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, if you're a veteran on this team, you're going to try to play your way out because they're nowhere near. And if you're a young guy, you might want to go to try to impress, but you're also not going to get many, many wins out there. So I think, obviously, you know, the, the big three of Snyder, Gobert, and Mitchell are not there. They've got a brand new coach. Will Hardy. Snyder above Bogdanovich. You know, um, well, well, yeah, Boggy just got traded as well. Uh, they're clearly barely even trying to win. I think 26 yeah. is way too high yeah. for them. I've got them, I've got them well below that. Um, yeah, if they win 20 games, I think that'll be a surprise. I'll just give you some names that are on the Jazz because I don't think a lot of people really know. No. Clarkson is still there. Conley is still there. You got Jared Vanderbilt. You got Lowry Marketin. You got Colin Sexton. You got Taylor Horton Tucker, Stanley Johnson, Malik Beasley, Abomaro, 
Uh, Walker Kessler, Kelly Olynyk, Saban Lee in that trade with uh, the Pistons there at the end, those last two guys. Alexander Walker. Oh, yes, yes, Nikhil, good Canadian boy. Uh, it's crazy. Harper wrote, this team won 49 games and had the number one offense in the league wow. last year. Yeah. And, you know, they've ripped it all down and are probably going to purposely try and lose, but can they fall into 26 wins or more? Oh, I think yeah. so. You think so? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think Danny Angelwan is going to play all those vets. You mentioned those vets. Like, he wants to trade them. So the first part of the season, Mike Conley is leading your team. Uh, yeah. He, he can run a show. Sure, sure. Colin Sexton can score 20 per beside him. Clarkson coming off the bench can score 20 per. Uh, <laughs> Both of them give up 50 per. But. Yeah. Well, we got Jared Vanderbilt manning manning yeah. the center. Like, he's probably good for a few wins with the way he works. Mark, you think you, you play a Linux, maybe he can get you a late yeah. first-round Mark, pick Mark at the deadline? I doubt it. but no, Yeah, that's a little much. Uh, but Markinen looks decent. Uh, recently, I yeah. think he's had a good year. Last year, he played well in Europe. Twenty-six wins for that. Those vets, I think it's doable. Oh, I think it's doable. I, I'm going over. I do not. I think this is. <laughs> I think this could be maybe the worst team in the league. Uh, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, though, Trey? Uh, I don't know. I would go over for wow. before the trade deadline and under for after yeah. the trade deadline. I'm it all just comes that. down to when they trade all yeah. of their veterans. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they're able to get it done in November, December, uh, then their total will be underneath 25 and a half wins. But if they hang on to those guys and try and get the best deal they can, uh, come February, maybe they stack up enough wins to go over. I think they are going to be very bad. But they've got some veterans on the team right now who've shown flashes uh, in the past. So... I mean, ultimately put me under, I guess, okay. just because I feel like I got more overs right now. Okay. You, the you in Utah is for under. Uh, there you go. Yeah. This year. <laughs> we're going to do, do this with every team yeah, now? Trying to, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, all right, well, that is the Northwest Division. Uh, I, like I said, I'm going under on the Utah Jazz. We've got one more division still to go, but we got to take one more break. And TK, what do you got for us? Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, one more division to go here in the over-unders. It is the Southwest Division. We start with the Dallas Mavericks, 48.5 wins, uh, exactly the same there as the Nuggets. They finished 36-12 and 12 in their final 48 mm. games last year. Like, on a tear, they make a conference finals run, but they lose Jalen Brunson. They bring in Christian Wood, re-sign a couple of their own guys in uh, Maxi Kleba and Theo Pinson, and they also got JaVale McGee. Three years, $17 million for JaVale McGee. Hello. Um, so you already sort of tipped your hat slash hand that you like the Mavs as, a, as an over team. You have them as a 50-win team. Definitely. 52 wins last year, and the big thing to me is that Luka's coming in in shape. He just played an international tournament, so... 
I said over the over the summer, I'm not talking myself into Luka Doncic winning the MVP this year. I'm not going to do it again. Well, guess what, suckers? <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, but I'm probably hopping on the Luka bandwagon here. I just think he is so good that he can raise the level of the Mavericks and uh, compensate for whatever loss they may have with Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks. Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be back. Yeah. He's got a 50-point game just waiting. Yeah, for baby! This is the year! Point. This is the year! <laughs> and we'll see what Christian Wood does. I think he's a talented offensive player at the very least. I think that he will help pick up a little bit of the slack for Jalen Brunson as well. And he's going to be an awesome partner uh, for Luka as well when they're on the court together. So they settled on, on, on an identity last year. They played really good defense yeah. and Luka was just straight up ball and that will be the case again this year so give me the over what do you think Tess I'm with you 52 wins last year so this 48 and a half seems a little low why is it low I think people are down on the acquisitions as you said Jalen Brunson out and Christian Wood in people don't love Christian Wood no. let's be honest he's been given up on, on yeah. a couple teams now Detroit let him go Houston signed a contract but they let him go I get that this is a contract year for him so that bodes well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, but I, the biggest factor is n- none of those acquisitions really matter. I think it's it's all about Luca coming in in shape for the first time in his five year career. I think that's he he looks the best, and I don't think it's just because he's tanned. I think in general, his he's he played basketball all summer. Right. Uh, so that's the biggest thing, and so very Atlanta Braves like to finish the season. Would you say thirty two and sixteen? Yeah, uh, so, something like that. Thirty six yeah, and twelve. Thirty six yeah. and twelve. I got those numbers wrong, but yeah, they they finish hot. So you think they'll start hotter? Yeah, they got JaVale McGee starting at center. Is that a good thing? I don't know. They got Christian Wood coming off the bench most likely right now. That was news to him, apparently. Did you see that? that, Or was it a joke? He Uh, he joked, uh, as uh, as our man uh, Cato wrote about on The Athletic. I got the over. 48 and a half. Seems a little low. So, Lee, a lot of people are wondering if this year's Mavericks are the Hawks from sort of two years ago. A surprise, if yeah. you want to call it that, conference finals run. Everybody's high on them. Here we go. And then last year, the Hawks sort of fall back to earth, and people are wondering if that could also happen to the Mavericks here. Well, because I think they sort of snuck up a little bit with that late run because it was pretty much small ball. You know, they didn't really have a big, so they addressed that somewhat by getting Wood and JaVale McGee. I mean, they sort of combined or one decent player but individually <laughs> yeah. they have their problems uh, Luca, now look he will win the MVP if they win 57 games I think because uh, his numbers basically haven't really changed all that much in the last three seasons so yeah. he's got the bar so high already that he's not going to don't, I don't think his numbers are going to be any different this season so it's come to come down to how many wins the Mavericks get and if he stays on the floor because he only played 65 games last year he played 66 the year before and 61 the year before that and having played awesome at, uh, in Eurobasket is great, but you wonder as well, he had a long playoff run, he's got so much of that work sort of falls on his shoulders. Maybe that sort of catches up with him a little bit here. But um, overall, I think he is uh, you know, clearly one of the best players in the league. He should be a, an MVP favourite. And if he can get the Mavericks to a, I think, yeah, I think fifty-seven to sixty wins. If they, oh, if, if Jesus, if they can get if that, if they get that, then you can just hand them the MVP uh, yeah, now. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, but that, but. you know, it's going to be tough for them to get up to that that level. So yeah. uh, I've got. I, I am surprised. Again, you, you guys mentioned fifty-two last year, and they've got them at forty-eight. I'm surprised that's lower. I would have thought they're closer to uh, what they were. So well, I've like, got them. They did over. lose a guy. Like Jalen Brunson was damn good. Yeah, he was. Like, yeah. I, I guess people are sort of like, is he that good? Yeah. I don't know. But that's a proven scorer. Yeah, I mean, they will hope to replace that with Hardaway plays yeah. is scoring anyway I mean not the ball handling that, and the steady hand that Jalen Brunson gave him but uh, 
They surprised me last season. I was down at the Fortress for game one when the Hawks smoked them by 30, and I thought, this team isn't all that much. But Jason Kidd got whatever he wanted to play, that style of just go out and just just run the other team off the court if you can. Everybody keeps bringing up uh, Lucas coming into shape into the season. That's huge. That's awesome. Probably will be. But what if the opposite's true? What if it's like he played too much basketball yeah. during the summer? Yeah. The workload was too heavy for him, and you know he picks up a dumb injury or something like that. I hope that doesn't happen. But I think some of the teams in Western Conference got a lot better than they did. So that's like why I think this line is where it's at and mm-hmm. why I'm just going under. And I think Brunson was that special for them, and I think they're going to hurt there. And I don't believe in Christian Wood, so uh, <laughs> I'll dock him for that as well. Dock him a win or two for that as well. Uh, I think they're going to be right right there around this this line. So I'll, I'll, I'll say under. Just under. But a lot of that has to do with, uh, I think, some of the other teams getting better in the West. So his name should be not Christian Wood. It should be Christian Lud. W and L. Mm. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) We don't have to try a punch. I knew we don't have to. I mean, we don't have to. Uh, All right. couple teams left. Houston Rockets at 23 and a half. A low, low line. Um, pretty low. I mean, who wants to get started? You guys didn't care about OKC. I don't care about this team. I I think this team's going to be better than OKC. I think um, Shangun, Jabari Smith, their draft picker like him, and Jalen Green, I think they can sort of stumble their way to 25 wins this team. I I think if they're healthy, they've just got young guys who are going to just run and run and run. They've got the energy. Defensively, they won't be great, but I think they can uh, just sort of get out and just be one of those annoying teams. Yeah. You know, that's like this team just doesn't give up. They keep scrapping. They keep trying to be like, hey, we don't want to be one of those sucky teams that people think is an easy W. So I, I think the Rockets, 23 and a half, I think they hit the over. I think they they I think they can get to maybe 30. So you think wins. they're going to be a fun team to yeah, watch? Yeah, I think so, yeah. for sure. Shen Goon was good too at Eurobasket. So, yeah. uh, Jalen Green in the final like, yeah. third or almost half of the season yeah. last year was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. His consistency got up there. He was scoring like 21 per game. Uh, but you are not so as high on the Rockets. No, I want to circle back to that eight-player trade at the beginning oh, of the show. Boy. Derek Favors is going to take all Shangun's minutes. That sucks for them. Uh, the Rockets were the worst team in the uh, NBA last year at 20 wins. I see a repeat. I'm a little bit worried uh, about this team being good. And they want to be bad as well. I think OKC's talent is better overall. I don't think there's a question. And, uh, yeah, I think the Rockets fall under. Okay. Trey, where do you go here? Yeah, I think I'm going with a barely under as well. Like, they'll get 21 or 22 wins. All of their best players are in year one or year two. Mm -hmm. And that just adds up to your team maybe being exciting and having a lot of flashes and also taking a whole bunch of losses. So, a minuscule under for the Rockets. Yeah. Um, Yeah, who is still on their team? Chris Burke? We named everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got all the rookies, too. They do have Eric Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what you're Josh Christopher... Yeah, yeah, and then and then they like we we say Jabari because he's the third Gary pick, Bird. but they have Eason. They got Washington Junior. Those <laughs> yeah. are other two first round picks. So uh, uh, Tate is still there. He re-signed with them. He got a deal, three years, twenty two million. So I I look, yeah, they're not trying to win, but I'm with you. I think yeah. they like fall in to like at least what twenty four wins because I think there's some teams again that are still going to be worse than them mm-hmm. uh, in the Western. Steven Silas will have them working. Yeah, 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 and they're trying to figure out like, hey, is can Porter play with Green? Like, is that a a oh, backcourt for the future. Him, yeah. yeah, I mean, they'll give it a go. But that's a tough one. And that is why that line is so low. Okay, a few teams left. Memphis Grizzlies, 49 and a half. That is it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to start. Well, with yeah, fifty six last season, so that's a yeah. that's a quite a drop off. But I think I actually I'm, I'm with the bookies on this one because you I, love Jackson Junior. Yes, and he's out until yeah. at least December, yeah. and he's coming back from a foot injury, so that you know yeah. that, that could sort of drag out to January, February potentially. Also, Jar missed the twenty two games. I know they went seventeen and five without him, but I'm just so worried that Jar has got a you know, an injury coming up because of the way that he plays and throws himself around here. But also I think we see teams sometimes just catch the league by surprise. Yeah. They started off bad last season, bad defensively. Then all of a sudden their defense was just impenetrable. Yep. So I think this year they're going to be scouted differently. I think uh, teams are going to come in and say, okay, you've got to watch out for Memphis. They were good last season. Mm-hmm. Kyle Anderson, I think is a loss for them too. I think just that steady veteran, you know, like doesn't do anything sort of super well, but he's very, doesn't do anything bad either for your team. Good to have around there. Uh, so I just, think you know 56 was a was a real high watermark for them last season and i think jar's going to miss time jaron jackson what i talked about him uh they just re-signed stephen adams to a two-year 26 million or something like that he was good for them but i think they're actually a touch under i think they're closer to about 47 wins wow so quite a drop off yeah i I just think last year was a little bit sort of inflated than the uh the numbers okay trey what about you I'm with Lee. I think they caught the league by storm a little bit last year and played incredibly well when Jaw went down with an injury, which, you know, maybe teams were overlooking him a little bit at that point with their MVP candidate out. Jaron Jackson Jr., we don't know how much time he's going to miss, but at least they do have Steven Adams and Brandon Clark to kind of fill in for there. They've still got good depth. They lost some guys who played quality minutes for him last year in Anderson and Melton. So I think anywhere between 48 and 50 is still a good season. If they would have won 50 games last season, we'd be like, what an incredible year for the Grizzlies. But they overperformed last year. I think they performed this year. Still a good season, but I'll go 49 wins. Under, just under, Tess. I believe in the vibes. I think this team is going to be good again. Uh, and uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. This team made the second round last year because they were able to carry uh, the the the, se- the entire regular season where they're surprising teams over into the postseason because they're damn good. Uh, so I don't I don't see them going anywhere. I think this this team walks into the into training camp with John Morant leading them. They do obviously miss uh, a couple of the guys that they 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 left uh, or that left this season. I'm a big D Melt fan, uh, D'Anthony Melton, uh, but I think there's lots of guys to fill in. Uh, Tyus Jones, yep, he uh, resigned. John Conchar, he resigned. They'll be all right. <laughs> Desmond Bain, another year in the league. I, th- I think they'll be good. Yeah, I go just over. I just like get into like this like glut of teams here. Like, are the Grizzlies going to be better than the Mavericks or the Pelicans? or the Nuggets? Like, I mean, I feel like they're all in the mm. same sort of tier I guess yeah. um, and, and you know maybe you have the Warriors clear of everybody maybe you have them in that same group too but that's a big drop off I Jaron Jackson Jr. is important to them, yep. no doubt. TV is and you you were like saying how he should have been defensive player of the year and yeah. he kept banging that drum so mm-hmm. I can see why it, you know it's a lot of wins less than it was last year but I'll go that's a 50 win team still if John Moran I think is out there with Bain with all these guys Danny Green's in the mix now. Oh, my oh, God. Right. <laughs> There's your bet. <laughs> I saw some Danny Green stuff that he's won the most regular season games over the last 10 years than anybody it's in the NBA. has been a lot of good teams. Yeah. teams. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, then that's 50 wins for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll go over on the on the Grizzlies. I think they still uh, still hit 50. Okay, the New Orleans Pelicans, 45 and a half. Tass, why don't you get started Ooh. on this one? Yeah, that, that over underline was at 43 and a half, so it's jumped oh, man. a couple games. 45 and a half for the Pelicans. This is the hype train. Yeah. That's why it's, yeah, that number has jumped. Yeah. I'm riding it, baby. <laughs> at some point, Zion Williamson's going to have a great year. He's going to play 75 to 80 games, <laughs> and this is the year. I don't know how, but um, 
Listen, uh, his waistline is getting smaller. His earrings are getting bigger. You see him in the press conferences. (laughs) He's confident. The muscles are looking defined and not just big. I think he really put in the effort into his offseason training. And I think that's going to be all the difference with this guy. There is an article uh, by Will Guillory with the trainer talking to Zion's personal trainer. And he basically said, uh, yeah, he got serious for the first time in his career. I'm buying it. And so does that mean he he goes injury-free? No, obviously not, but um, I'm, this is this is the time to be positive. So he's dominating the scrimmages. He just he's, he looks so good right now. I don't want to predict an injury. That's the only thing I think that derails their season. If he's out there, this team should be, you know, closer to fifty wins than forty wins. They started three and sixteen last mm. year. I'd forgotten about that, and then uh, obviously turned it around. Made the uh, deadline deal for McCollum and Larry Nance, who just got an extension as well, and and so did. Uh, so did McCollum. Uh, and then they didn't really do a whole lot else. They're, they're just like, we turned it on. Yeah. We were like, actually got good at both ends of the floor over the final like 60 games or so. And so we made our draft pick in Daniels. And then we obviously gave Zion Williamson the extension and these other guys. And it's like, this is our team. Yeah. Um, do you believe that they can win 46 games or more? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, last year, I locked them under 39. I thought this team, especially with the Zion, I said, there's nothing there. And, and you mentioned how badly they start, but they finished strong. They won a couple of games off the Suns. They won in through the play-in. And I do think that this is, the good thing about them is whatever Zion gives them right now, honestly, is, is a bonus because he just hasn't been able to stay out there on the floor and really put together a long extended stretch. Now, mm. I, I don't expect him to play 82 games. I think they're probably going to load manage him. If he's fully healthy for the whole season, if he can get to like 60 games, that'll be great for the Pelicans. So, uh, but I think even again, without him, Brandon Ingram, we, we know he's probably underrated at this point. He's a very, very good player. I like CJ. I like Willie Green, the coach, Herb Jones, their uh, defensive guy there as well. So, and Valanciunas was actually really good for them last season. So I like the Pelicans. I mean, 45 and a half. I think if they, uh, if they can get it together and sort of use that momentum from last season, they sort of believe in each other and they're, they're galvanized by their, the end of their season. I think they can get over that. So not by many, maybe 47 wins, but, uh, I'll take the over on the uh, on the on the pals. I like him. Trey, are you like uh, Griff, looking uh, you know, <laughs> sexy? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Longingly. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, longingly. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the adjective. That that photo yeah. of looking at Zion and CJ just talking to each other, and he's just <laughs> absolutely looking in the yeah. background. Look at this team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shoulders, you're a believer. Those shoulders, that earring. Come <laughs> on, man. Of course. Uh, who's not fired up about the Pelicans? I'm still going under. 45 wins <laughs> is what I'll take for them. Just because, I mean, they were great last year after the tough start. They basically played 500 basketball for five months of the season. They're adding Zion in the best shape of his life, allegedly. We shall see how he actually plays. I think he's a dark horse MVP candidate, could lead the league in scoring easily. They're still going to have to do some configuring because Brandon Ingram had the ball a ton last year. CJ McCollum has had the ball a ton for his entire career as well as with the Pelicans last year. Zion is a guy who's going to have the ball all the time as well. So there will probably be some times where the offense just looks weird and looks very much your turn, my turn. You could take some losses there. 45 wins, though, is another almost 10 wins from last year. Like, Lee, you locked them in at under 39 wins. We all think the Pelicans had a great season. But you still hit your bet. Yeah, I know. They yeah. only won 36 yeah. last year. 10 more yeah. wins is just tough in a Western Conference that looks like it's going to be better. So yeah. give me exactly 45 okay. wins. And they are playing with expectations now, yeah, too. Exactly. They, they seem yeah. like the buzziest team of, yeah, the, super of the preseason. And a big part of that is Zion, like, in theory, playing. Um, but like I said, they sort of stand at pat this year and didn't do a whole lot else. And they got a really good team. 
I'm with Trey though. I'm going just under. I feel like uh, everyone's yeah like convinced like oh they're gonna jump to a 53 win team. I'm like oh 45 would be good. I mean that you'll, you'll you might even have great know, you might even have home court advantage. I guess that's you're probably a little bit out of the out of the running there. Well, but that's probably only a game or two. If though. all of yeah. these teams yeah. are like <laughs> everywhere from 45 to 52 wins, then it can be yeah. very very tight. Uh, I'll go just under on the Pelicans. Final team, the lowest over under line in the Western Conference, the San Antonio Spurs. 22 and a half wins. Uh, that's the over-under line. What do you think? What are they doing? Are they really going to truly just lean into tanking and go for Wemba? Well, I'm, I'm just going to go on what Greg Popovich said. is Don't go to Vegas and bet on us. We are not in I the... think he said to win the title, maybe. <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Popovich so down on his own team. Like He, he wasn't even like, hey, listen, we're just going to go out there and play hard and there's a bit wins. He's basically saying, we're not going to... He's sandbagging you. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no uh, way I'm taking the under on this team. Yeah, well, I, that, and that's a thing in the NBA. Even you know the Thunder and the Rockets, a couple of teams we've talked about there, you can just pick up 10 wins because teams, other teams are tanking, other teams resting guys, you get late in the season, whatever. So 22 and a half seems low. I think they can win 23. Give me 23. <laughs> wow, you're hitting the over. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. All right. What do you think? They, I don't really have a whole lot. You know, they did all their draft picks and they got a uh, uh, Roby off waivers. They signed Gorgie Jang and they signed Kelton Johnson to the extension for your 74 million. That's it. Um, can they win 23 games or you think it'll be one of the worst teams? They'll definitely be one of the worst teams. They want to be one of the worst teams. That's the plan, Stan. And I think that will uh, come true. They gave up DeJounte Murray in the yeah. offseason, their best player. So now Calvin Johnson is their best player. They want to be in a rebuild. And I think, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about Pop. Yeah. Doing a little sandbagging. I get that. Uh, he also said, why do you keep coming back? Or he was asked, why do you, why do you keep coming back to work? And he said, the paycheck. <laughs> uh, man. Pop, Pop's gonna have some one-liners. Yeah, this year. he's gonna be muscle. You don't you watch all of his? Uh, I used to his media yeah, scrums. Yeah, 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 I remember back in the yeah, Turner yeah. days, Lee just yeah, yeah. sitting there watching Pop. Talk he's for he's lost minutes. his fastball though. He doesn't. Uh, uh, he I may think... have gained it though. Again, he might have it one more yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff McDonald, I think it is who covers the Spurs. I think he, uh, he likes to trade barbs with him, mm. but. If they're not winning, they're not really competing. Maybe there's just not that same energy around it anymore. But, but maybe uh, he gets wacky. Maybe he leans into it. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe. I got to give the people yeah. something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anytime Pop is your coach, like your team's going to be like average defensively and sort of average yep. even offensively with not a lot of not a ton of talent. I just they couldn't win close games last year. That killed them. So maybe that continues. Trey, are you going under? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Think they're going to really lean into the tinker? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Spurs are a great team unless there's a generational big man waiting there to be drafted. In which case there is right now. So I think they, um, you know, once Shea Gilgis Alexander returns from injury, I think the Spurs have the worst best player in the Western Conference. If Kelvin Johnson's your best guy, your team is probably not winning a ton of games, hmm. but he'll score a bunch of points. Um, I just don't think the Spurs are going to be any good. So okay. give me the under. Okay. Uh, so there it is, all 15 teams. Now what I want everybody to do is to lock in their three must-bets. All right? You're mm-hmm. going to bet your house okay. on this. Uh, okay. Why don't you get us started? Sure. What are your three? Okay. Well, Suns over 53 and a half. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm locking them into it. I think they, yeah, they're just too good to not win 57 games. Uh, okay. I'm going with the Grizzlies under 49 and a half. 
Okay. I, I think wow. uh, I, I just feel that again. Jaron Jackson's the big question yeah. mark for me. Um, and then I've got the Wolves over 48 and a half. Excuse me. Okay. I, I just think they have to win it. They have to be a legit. They can't be a team like, well, let's just wait to the playoffs. No, right. you want them to be rolling into the playoffs with momentum. They learned from last season. You know, losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. Rudy's been great. Carl Anthony Towns have got something to prove. The Wolves have to win fifty games. They must. Do it. Okay, so you have the Wolves over. Yep. You got the Suns over. Yep. And you're saying under on the Grizzlies. On the Grizz, yeah. All right. Tass, what do you got? What are your three locks? I'm going to follow Trey on that Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. over 50 and a half. Lock it in. The team gets overlooked every single year, as we saw with Jokic and the MVP. Plus, Denver is just good for a few wins, the way the travel schedule works, mm. plus the, the high altitude. Over. Uh, I'm going over on the Warriors as well, the 52 and a half. I think the vibes are immaculate. Uh, the team is a great top to bottom they have a lot of young juice coming in as I said Uh, I I think they should go over and I'm going under on the Kings don't like to do it no don't come on Uh, I know (laughs) it sucks it sucks but um, I'm going with history number one number two I think the the West is so good up top there's going to be there's going to be a drastic fall off Mm -hmm. you know after your eight teams or whatever it is uh, I'm high on a lot of teams I shouldn't have picked uh, over on the Pelicans because I'm going 9-6 in terms oh, yeah. of over versus under. That's probably the one that's going to come back to bite me in the ass, but 8-7, that makes sense. Um, anyways, I'm just talking to myself okay. now. So over on the Nuggets, over on the Warriors, and under on the Kings for myself. Okay. Trey, I'm also over on the Nuggets. That's my lockiest lock in the game okay. in the Western Conference. I'm also going to go locking in the Clippers under 52.5 wins. I just don't think that they're going to be a team that – prioritizes regular season right. success. Right. What's your third? <laughs> Do it. Do yeah, it, man. It's over on the Kings. Yeah! <laughs> it's over on the Kings. You can lock it in. I also picked the Timberwolves to make the playoffs yeah. last year, and they had the longest drought in the NBA. So you're welcome, Kings fans. You're going yeah. over this year. 36 wins, 10th seed. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. I will. Uh, you're my Hodor. I'll jump on your back. Come I'm going on, Kings 34 and a half. Over. I believe we're getting a massive deer and fox season. I, I do. I really am. Uh, I believe he's going <laughs> to like. playing the favorites here, right? Yeah, no, I mean. no, no. I, no, I've been on the kick. Look, 34 and a half is very low. Like, it's a very low number. Very, very low. It's not asking for a lot. They're going to be 500 at like, you know, the All-Star weekend. And it's like, if they're 500 at the All-Star weekend, I'll be ecstatic. I know. That, that's what, about 50 games? So yeah. 25 to and then you'll be like, you'll be, uh, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah, living yeah, and dying exactly. with every game. Again. Yeah, yeah. No. They're going on a nine game losing streak. Yeah. I'm going, uh, that's one of my locks. I am going Kings 34 and a half over. I'm going Warriors 52 and a half over. I think this, I think Draymond's going to be locked in, actually. I think the opposite is going to happen with this team. I think he wants to get one more big fat payday and he's going to like try and win another defense player of the year. So I'll take the over, especially if Steph and Clay are playing. And then my third one feels like I need an under, but I'm not. I got to go with you guys. I'm so high on the Nuggets. I almost want to go as far as to say the Nuggets are going to be in the finals. <laughs> I think it might be a Jokic Giannis finals. That's what I see. Wow. I squint and see into the future. So I'll go uh, I'll go three overs. Very optimistic here today. I'm going the Nuggets, the Kings, and uh, the Warriors. But let's hear from everybody out there. Wow, we did it. About an hour and a half. Not bad. Not bad at all. And we had the uh, 36ers to talk about off the top. What are you doing? Over, under on there. What's their line? Heading into the NBL season. Uh, How many games do they play in the uh, NBL? Not that many. <laughs> 30, I think. That's it? I think so, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. There's another NBL team, uh, I think, playing uh, in OKC, actually. 
Oh, coming up. Yeah, yeah. Because of the Josh Giddy connection there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. so, yeah. Jock Landale was in Phoenix. I don't know if that was the Great. original connection. Oh, there, okay. But, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I think it's the 36. What if I get the two-game sweep? I mean, the hype in Adelaide will just be palpable. I think if they do that, <laughs> they have to be included in Silver's mid-season tournament. Absolutely. And uh, maybe you relegate. This, this yeah, is yeah. a promotion relegation. One, yeah. one of the NBA teams has to go and play in Australia. 100%. And there's 36ers. <laughs> well, I mean, weird to have a league that has the 36ers and the 76ers. It's some real Rough Riders yeah. type stuff there with the <laughs> CFL. Uh, all right. So let's hear from everybody out there. You're over under locks. Drop your three favorites in the comments section below. We will be back on Wednesday here in the Classic Factory to do the Eastern Conference. We'll go through all 15 teams and ultimately make our uh, favorite bets when it comes to those. Later today, though, we got no breaks. At 2 p.m. Eastern, Trey and Graydon talking about the uh, Singapore Snooze yellow flag fast. race. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was rough. That was so dumb, man. And it was like, I got a busy Sunday. I'm a guy who's got a busy yeah, Sunday. Yeah. I got a lot of places to be. So I was watching it very choppy. Like I watched, you know, like 10 laps in the morning, 10 laps in the afternoon, 10 laps in the late afternoon, 10 laps a little bit later in the evening. And it was just like... Is this, a, is this a race? Is this actually a, a race that's one. happening out there? Um, so tune in. Yeah, tune in. <laughs> nice. Way to pitch it. Uh, oh, no Breaks has its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed. So check that out with Trey and Grady. They'll have some LARFs for sure. Uh, tomorrow, or, or I should say Wednesday, just to reiterate, very busy day. Eastern Conference over under bets at 10 a.m. Eastern. Is this good? At 1 p.m. Eastern with Matty O asking the hard-hitting questions. And then No Bunts, special late-night edition on Wednesday night. Tass and guests. Um, is that because the regular season wraps up on Wednesday night? It does. There you go. It does. Getting into the uh, wild-card playoff Ooh. round on Friday. Oh, they, they turn it around that quick? There's a day off, yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. I play every day in baseball. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, that's so that's... Right. Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Three-game sets for the Wild Oh, I like that. There's no breaks. I like that. Okay, so no bunts <laughs> is on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then on Thursday, no buffs, our Survivor Recap Podcast. We'll be breaking down episode three of that. And then on Friday, October 7th, we're going to release our film session on the Redeem Team documentary airing on Netflix. So uh, that's something to look forward to as well. And then guess what? Next week, season previews. Yeah, it's NBA sicko season time. It's no dunk season. So hit the like button, subscribe, leave us your uh, five-star ratings and reviews if you listen to the podcast, wherever you do that, and share the show with your friends. All right, good stuff, guys. We'll see you back here in the Classic Factory on Wednesday morning for the Eastern Conference over under bets. Till then, Clipper Bro. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, whenever a car race takes a long time, I always say it feels like uh, that 24-hour Le Mans race. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 I'll tell Graydon you said that. Okay, cool. Race the day, people. I'll be here. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.